0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. It's with great excitement that I have the opportunity to interview Matt Lehman from Concord, Michigan this morning. Hey, Matt, for the few people out there that don't know who you are, can you tell them a little bit about who you are and the current role you have at uh, Concord Schools? Well, first of all, good morning, Tim.
1: Uh, Yeah, my name is Matt Lehman, and I'm currently the athletic director at Concord Junior Schools
0: so matt i know in the past you have <clears throat> held your your man who wears many hats in the school system over the last what 25 year plus years uh can you talk a little bit about also the other roles that you've held at concord schools in the last few years yeah you know i i,
1: honey, I came to concord in 93 and when i, when I got hired for this daughter was uh Physical education, business, health, and <laughs> athletic director. That was the four to enlisted. And I applied for it, went through the process, and was fortunate enough to get hired. And I, I, you know, that was the role I started in. Right. I that for I did that for a number of years, and then uh, I got the first boys basketball job. And I got my master's in education, and, and I decided, you know, I, that'd be a good time. My kids were younger, and mm-hmm. I kept away from the D. Mhm. So I coached and coached and taught. And during that time, when I was uh, when I was out of being an athletic director, I was also uh, I was still kind of, it really in the loop because I was still coaching, and I was you know obviously being the AD before I was much younger. It's a it's different ADs that came in, so I was the guy that they always came to for questions and stuff. Which I was which I was, you know, sure. certainly was fine with. Um, and then I uh, I am coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, as uh, assistant principal and back as athletic director, mm-hmm. and then I did that, and then became the uh, I, I the that for a couple of years more, and then I stepped away again and became the K principal, and, and I did that for four years, and then I uh, got senior students and athletic director, and now mm-hmm. I'm an athletic director and I'm in the classroom, which is it's kind of full circle. Sure. So I've I've, I've sure. had a lot of little you know, Taught at all three levels, and uh, and I. Yeah, know, for a reason, I've enjoyed
0: them all. So if you were on a baseball team, you'd be almost like the utility
1: player, correct? <laughs> uh, yeah, you like the Shane Halter, the, the kid with the, campers, um, the First guy. Shane the Halter. Guy. Yeah.
0: Very good. <laughs> Always nice. How about that? So let's visit the early years, Matt Lehman. Uh, you grew up in the northern lower peninsula, up in the Whitmore area,
1: correct? Yeah, Whitmore, Michigan. Yep. Um... um Graduated, graduated there in 1985. Sure. So,
0: yep. What kinds of um, athletics did Matt Lehman I, uh, play in high school?
1: Well, you know, I played a couple of football. And, uh, you know, I really regretted. I really regret I played my first two years and, and, and my last two years. And I really regretted that. And mm-hmm. I really passed. I remember I passed that on to my son because he was kind of hedging a little bit on whether he wanted to play. Sure. And uh, and I told him, you know, it was my it was one thing that I really regretted. You know, I really, you know, I, I love basketball. And I I played basketball a year on, and that was that was kind of my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I but I really regretted not playing football the last couple of years. Okay, and then I, I we had uh, in the spring we had a tennis and I played tennis my freshman year. My sophomore year we uh, I was running track and. Track was uh, the sports were canceled mm-hmm. back in back in eighty three. There was a big uh, economic uh, with schools, you know, school revision. ran out of money, a lot of schools, and they cut our spring sports. So you know, oh. baseball, track, and that. But then my junior year, I uh, I played baseball. Okay. And then my senior year, I ran track again. So I kind of did a little bit of everything in the spring. Okay. okay. Uh, but basketball was kind
0: of basketball was my thing. Basketball was my thing. So I, I enjoyed it. How many siblings
1: did you have? Um, I have uh, I have, I have a sister and I had uh, I had three three brothers. I I uh, one of my one brother passed away about three years ago. Sure. Um, it, it was they were um you know my older brothers, my older brother and sister they, they weren't really into the sports thing. Mm-hmm. They were, they followed sports. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister does big time mm-hmm. still. Um, she not even participate. Um, my brother Rick who was when it passed he was he was probably my, one of my biggest supporters I mean when I was coaching sure. you know especially he was when my kids were playing he followed them religiously on, and he would come to games when he could he uh, he would follow on them live and labor right. etc um, But and my brother Mark who was the closest in age to me um, he was he was he was the track runner um, mm-hmm. he was in fact he was a he was a state champ in the hundred and the two hundred. Oh wow. In seventy three and seventy five when he was a sophomore he won the two hundred. Okay. And he won them both won them both the senior year and it was mm-hmm. kinda of cool because it was uh, kind of when Lindsay when Lindsay did right. that. Right. Uh, it was kind of cool for him to be there. Uh to be a part of that. He Very nice.
0: That, so I, I, I know you're, I think, if I'm not mistaken, your dad passed when you were young,
1: but what did your parents do for, <laughs> yeah. what did your parents do for well, a living, Matt? Well, my, mm-hmm. you know, my my dad worked in a factory, um, mm-hmm. he had different, he had different jobs, he sold cars, he was a deputy sheriff at one time, and, sure but he, you know, he, he died in 74 when I was six, right and, uh, my mom, my mom was, uh, you know, she was an office manager for a number of years. Uh, mm-hmm. She ended up working as a through the school system. was on the school board for 25 years. Right. Uh, she, was, she was always doing something. Of fact, she's she's 90 years old and she's still you know she's still active. I mean she's still sharp as a pack. Um, but you know she was the one. I mean that for me. Sure. That. Uh, you know, she really had that, she, she did both roles. She was, the, she was mother and father. Right. Uh, especially that being, you know, being, being that young. Yeah. Uh, passed when my dad passed, so, yeah, uh, yeah I, I was, you know, I was very fortunate. Was very fortunate to have a, a kind of mother that I have. She's, you know, she, You know, she was, all, all the kids were successful, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, but a, a college professor, you know, one brother retired from General Motors for almost forty years. Right. Another retired from the postal service. My sister was a retired school teacher. Uh, so you know that was that was big. Um, I had, that was that was her expectation for right. us to, to be to be something. And uh, I passed that along to my kids. You
0: know. So you moved on from Whitmore Prescott. Where'd you do your undergrad, Matt?
1: Central Michigan, baby. I was in Chippewa. <laughs> Fire up chips. Yep. I was, uh, yeah, that was, I was probably, you know, it was, it was just, a, I enjoyed it there. You know, I, I think I still recruit for Central because a little bit because people will ask me. I'm like, you know, I just, I just loved it up there. Right. I thought it was a, a campus that had a lot of small town students like myself that were there. They were just, mm-hmm. it, it just had a good feel. It was the right feel for me. And uh, you know, I still, my brother teaches up there, so I still, you know, I get up there still on occasion. Uh, obviously it's a lot bigger than what it was. I'm in mean, the casino up there now. Right. And some of the facilities they have up there, it's really amazing. But uh, I, lo- I really love my time at, in Mount Pleasant Central Mission. It was, uh, you know, that's five and a half years, took the five plus, you know
0: what I mean? Well, I was just about ready to add, I, I, uh, did my freshman, sophomore year stint there, and, uh, later, after my sophomore year, transferred to to Western, I know, boo, but, uh, you were there during the Thunder and Lightning years as
1: well then, at, uh, uh, Rosary. I I had, uh, yeah, I had, uh, you know, I had Dan Marley in, uh, -hmm. in class, Mm -hmm. and, uh, Actually, have I remember when I was coaching middle school basketball and I uh, mm-hmm. I was first I, just, I first got to Concord and you know Marley had kind of came onto the scene you know as a as an NBA player played for the yep. Suns and yep and, and I, I always tell this story I I, yeah, I had a I was at Rose which is the, the sports complex back sure. then I think they have now they have another one but I had this break between classes and I was a physics major so I had a lot of classes over there so I had right. two or three hour breaks so I would I would. I love to play, so I I go down. I I get I get my basketball and get my stuff on. I I just work out. I work out and and run down the floor. And sure. Well, Thunder Dan comes out. Oh. And we uh, we start talking, and, and and I knew him a little bit from classes, and sure. kind of got talking about uh, you know. I told him I I watched him play in high school. Yeah. Uh, I actually was playing. He played the regional final up in Sheboygan. I remember telling the story. He got held one below his average. He had 39. That night, he was incredible. I mean, he was probably one of the best high school players I've ever watched in my life. Oh yeah. And he was just so athletic. And but, but uh, he comes out and, and and the story was was our former coach at my high school left Little Prescott and went to uh, Traverse City. Sure. an assistant up there. Okay. And he was the counselor. So he became the counselor and then he became an assistant at Traverse City High and he coached our there. And, uh, so we got to tell him the story. We're talking back and forth and just sharing, you know, those kind of things. He looks at me and he goes, he goes, you want to have a three-point contest? I'm going, sure, why not, you know? So, so this is a true story. I go first and I make, I make like 11, 11 out of 20. Oh, nice. And I'm like hey. He goes, he goes next. He makes 17 out of 20. And he's backing up. I mean, he's hitting threes from volleyball. Oh, nice. And I'm, I'm just dying, you know. But, uh. Then the the, the other part of the story is, I ran into him just maybe a few days later, and I was at uh, Wayside. Uh, Oh yeah, uh, I was playing pool. All right. Yep. And uh, he was playing, and I ended up. I put my quarters on the table, or he put his quarters on the table. We ended up playing, and I beat him. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the story is, is he may have got me in the three—he may have got me in the three-point shooting contest, but I beat him on the pool table. Oh,
0: that's that's a great that's story. My, that's my Dan Marley story. Well, I tell you, so, he, he's he, a great guy. He and his brother Jeff both lived in my dorm, just up the up the way, yeah. up on the floor above us uh, yep. in Emmons, and. Uh, yep. Yeah, there's you know, some stories there in the hallway, of course, with his dribbling and everything else going on incessantly throughout the night, but it definitely paid off for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, his dad was at all the games on the side there, and, oh, yeah, good times at Rosarina, and all the intramural games on the going sideways on the Rosarina court there. I remember that for sure. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, Matt, you... Uh, you are married to your better half, uh, current teacher and I think former girls volleyball and basketball coach Kathy
1: Lehman. Well, she she coached uh, yeah, she coached volleyball for a number of years here, right. had a real successful. She's still coach she's teaching second grade. She's also now the uh, she's head coach at Jackson College. She just got there two years ago, it's her second year. Yeah. Um, and we've been, we've been
0: married, uh, it was twenty three years in June. So nice. 20, yep, 23 years. Yep. You alluded to it. Uh, you alluded to it earlier with, uh, and I know, you know, they're the apple of your eye. But, but uh, Lindsay and Brett and your other two kids, uh, yeah. can you talk a little bit about their athletic success and what they have? About well, you? Yeah, Let, you know, let's hear about it.
1: it you know, Elisa was, uh, you know, she was citizen. She was at player of the year in volleyball her senior year, and mm-hmm. uh, she she really cheers cheer. Great volleyball career. She ended up playing a couple of years at Kellogg. Sure. Um, she could have went on and uh, chose not to, and I think she probably has some regrets on that. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also a pretty good golfer. She's a good basketball player too. And I remember I coached her, and she had a nice shot. But basketball wasn't her thing. And it was hard to mm-hmm. kind of get her motivated. She didn't really want to put in that extra time, but uh, she had a beautiful shot. Right. Um, you know, and Brett was uh, Brett was a three sport kid. You know, he played football and basketball and, and, and ran track, even actually four-sport. He did a little bit of baseball. Sure. You know, even his senior year, he came up and did yeah. short on numbers a little bit. And, you know, he, was, he, still, he could grow up and could run the bases a little bit for him. Yep. Uh, so he did that. And then Brett, uh, Brett played just stuff. He played of Kalamazoo College football. And, and i tell you, you know, the, the story You know, the story I tell about Brett is, um, you know, when he was in youth football, and this is, you know, this is kind of this is my, my me on the soapbox a little bit when it comes to this. But, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a people know I'm not a I'm not a huge youth ball guy, mm-hmm. not a big proponent. Of, I'm not saying it's it it it, it, I, it, can, it can be good, um, sure. but you have to be real careful. And, and I remember when, when Brett was in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, about basically all he did was ran brand plays in. I mean, he's yep. he didn't have you know, and it was. You know, it's a situation where you know you're. you're I'm kind of hoping he's going to have a good experience. I'm looking sure. At, you know, his mother, his mother was a pretty good athlete at school, and his dad was a pretty good athlete. Mm-hmm. He's got pretty good genetics. Mm-hmm. He's just a little guy, mm-hmm. and so I, I, you know, he he had, he had stuck it out you know, played and played seventh and eighth grade football, and really had a good experience in eighth grade. He really kind of started growing into his own and 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 kind of enjoyed it. Well, I remember it was going into his freshman year, and uh, there was there was some things going on at the school, some football related stuff, and he was hedging a little bit on whether I would it or not. And, yep. And my well, my wife and I are certainly sure not going to make our kids do anything, but it's kind of like we're suggestive, and, and we're not going to just settle for no. I'm not going to do it. We're going to talk this through, sure. And make sure this is the right decision. And I remember. Uh, yeah, doing, she says, Well she says, You know what If you don't play football, that's fine. She goes, You know, but Concord has a championship cross country program. You know, you like to play basketball. Right. You know, you like track, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's give it you, you, need to, you need to look at that and give that a because you know what, you're not just gonna not that's not that's not really gonna be in the cards. Right. And so she takes him up to uh, Coach Jordan had guys uh, the running club, stalling dog running club, that's what he calls it and and he goes up and I pick him up I don't know an hour later or whatever and he ran five with Coach Jordan he got in the car he looked at me he said I'm playing football <laughs> that's a, that is a true story and it worked and, out and, for him it did and you know he played four years in high school he put the time in Um, you know he you know, he played at Kalamazoo. Sure. And he probably had eight or ten catches in his career. Yep. Four years. He did score a couple touchdowns. Sure. Both against Albion, which he's, yep. you know, extremely proud of. Isn't? Yep. Um, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a record-setting four years at Kalamazoo. Yep. But I'll tell you, he made some amazing friendships. Yeah. And he, he really understood his role on the team. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it was it was such a good experience for him. You know, it was such a good experience for him. And, and he, uh I'm, I'm, i I. You know, we talked a couple of times, and it was easy. It could have been easy for him to just, you know, step away from it. And right. I said, You know, I said, I said, you know, I said, I'll tell you, you know how good it looks on a on a resume, or when you're having a conversation that you finished this. You right. did, your, you did you played four years of football at Kalamazoo College right. one of the top academic schools in the, in the country? West. Yeah. You know. You know and, and you did that, that's what you know, that's finished this. And I think that he took that was you know that was kind of my challenge to him not mm-hmm. again not forcing, but it was suggesting making mm-hmm. think through the process a little bit and he did and I think he he enjoyed every minute of it I mean I think part of it is just the friendships that, yeah. that he made while he was there is you know and really that it, it just it, it's going to really make him successful I think for the rest of his life. So and how about Lindsay? Think, well, you know she was. She was, you know, she was probably one of those rare kids that, yep. uh, you know, that, that come through. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you boast about, you know, you boast about yep. your, you know, your kid. When I certainly when I talk about her, it's easy to puff your chest because, yep, you know, she uh, she had it. She, she was all state all state in volleyball. She was all state in basketball. Yep, and then track track was her, you know. She's you know, three time state champion. She won, you know, won both 100 both 200 200 her senior year. She's got five records on the board. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, she is, um, I've learned, you know, I, I was able to learn a lot from my kids mm-hmm. who you know, it, it, it helped me be athletic director. You know you uh, you know, you mentioned before we talked about uh, kids and, and having you know, the ability to play division one sports. That doesn't happen very often. Sure. And you know, and and, and my, you know, my daughter probably was one of the best athletes to ever come out of Concord. Yep. You know, you know, certainly in the argument. Yep. Um, for her successes that she's had, and you know, she had a couple. She had, you know, she had a nibble at Grand Valley. She had a nibble nibble at Central Michigan and Western, um, but they weren't really really scholarship for the full ride. Sure. And it was, and I think you know we we learned along the way that you know. There's, there's always somebody out there better. Yep. And you know, she played a lot of basketball. She played a lot of volleyball. And played a lot of, you know, against a lot of really good teams along the way. You know, she had a lot of success. And the youth. they won the state championship in right. fifth grade. I remember playing against, playing against Terry Mills's daughter down at mm. Auburn Hills. And he's like, she's like a five, fifth grader. And, uh, oh wow. But I, but I learned a lot along the way from the kids that, you know, it, it's. You have to put things kind of in perspective. You know, when people have these you know when people have these um, visions of their children being division sure. and athlete, sure. It's it's really it's it's really not very realistic. I mean you have to first of all, you have to have the talent. Yep. You have to be you have to be talented. Yep. It doesn't matter how much time you put in I mean, you, yep. you had, there's, there's got to be a level of talent yep. and that second part you gotta put the time in you gotta you gotta you gotta take care of your body you yep. gotta you gotta eat right you gotta go to weight training you gotta you really gotta do things that um, normal people don't do sure. and you know and she did that mm-hmm. you know she Brett, Brett did that she Lindsay mm-hmm. especially did that mm-hmm. um, she just didn't have much break I mean she just went from one thing to the next and it was never never us pushing her it was always her wanting to do that. You right, know? right. Um, you know, she had, a, she had a year and she played a year at Spring Harbor. Yep. Which uh, you know was she loved basketball. Spring Arbor wasn't a good fit for her. Yep. And now she's uh, now she's at now she's at Jackson College. and She's yep. uh, going to play volleyball for her mom there. So oh, nice. She's really looking forward to that. And nice. And then my youngest one, you know, my youngest one's nine. Yep. And she's in third grade, and and uh, I tell everybody she's the best, she's the best athlete of them all. I just do I just do that to rub my older kid. Absolutely. too what? Brady, correct? Brady. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Named after named after the legendary Michigan quarterback. There we go. Michigan pitcher quarterback Tom Brady. She was going to be Brady if she was a boy, and Brady oh. if she was a girl. Great, great I, story. Getting with a girl.
0: So let's yeah. uh let's dive into your what everybody you know, a number of people really know you Matt as a, of course as the as the athletic director at Concord. Let's talk a little bit about that. How many years has it been now at Concord as far as athletic I'm, director?
1: You know, I was trying to figure it out I think I think this is my I think this is my fifteen I think fifteen of the twenty five is that okay. either fourteen or fifteen of the twenty five. And part of the is I came back twice. Mhm. Um I I've came Time I uh um uh taken, just taken leave of census, so I filled in for right. different reasons. Sure, but generally speaking, it's it's been, I think, I think this is my 15th year. Yeah, Oh wow. Yeah, uh, so, anybody yeah. who knows
0: secondary administration, Matt, knows uh, being an athletic director is a thankless job a lot of times. What would you say is probably just overall, the most rewarding aspect that you that you really grasp onto, as far as being an athletic director, I'm sure it has to do with the student athletes. But talk talk to me a little bit about that. What do you find rewarding?
1: Well, it, it is. I mean, it, it is the relationship you make with kids along the way. Sure, and, you know, and it's 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 different in my role as athletic director than what it was with my role as coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was coaching, it's it's a different. Mm-hmm different relationships Sure. Uh, you know, I I I you know, I certainly uh I I got into you, you know, maybe being a little bit of a historian yeah. a little bit for yeah. Concord too. That was something I kinda took in and I, yeah, I went back and I did a lot of research and, and I got a little, you know, information and yeah. over all kinds of team, sure. you know, but all of our teams all of all the the, the district championships, regional, and pull the website, and put it on, and mm-hmm. I kind of keep that up, and that's kind of my pride and joy. Though, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to pass that along. Sure. Uh, David Jordan is funny. David, David, my, he's my, he gets on there. He, he kind of keeps an eye on it too. And, and there's things that we don't have that we put out there, and sure. that, that, that there's nothing there. And it's kind of, like, uh, we don't know who the athlete of the year was in 1983. I think what it was or something. And, and so people hopefully people when they see that mm-hmm. they can help me and say hey it, it's this person mm-hmm. oh um, I the Dave's you. kind of a guy that kind of he kind, of, kind of goes over like, he emailed me this morning he figured out a couple things from track from back in the day that he, he found out who the four people that were on the mile relay team that won the conference just little mm-hmm. things like that sure kind of being a being a story and kind of going through and putting that history together of, of Concord Athletics has been kind of a Kind of a fun thing for me to do. I like, nice. I like, you know, I like that technology aspect. Yes. Of it, you know, I try to make
0: my job easier. With tech, absolutely, uh, Matt. Um, what, you know, dealing with as, as as the athletic director role, what would you say are the top two or three issues that athletic directors, or specifically you as a Concord athletic director, have to deal with on a day to day basis? Uh, mainly from the student athlete perspective, what what do you have to deal with and consumes your time?
1: Well, I think you know a little bit. You know, it, you know I deal. You know, we work with eligibility mm-hmm. to try to, you know, I work with my jurisdictional that and makes ex- our at-risk coordinator, and and, sure. uh, and it's you know, our goal was to, to try to really help kids to stay on top of their grades because mm-hmm. um, they, you know, sometimes sports, you know, we don't we don't. We don't keep we don't keep kids eligible just to just to help our sports team sure. we know that we know that if, um, if they participate in sports and they're part of the team mm-hmm. their research shows that they're going to be more successful in life and they're gonna they're gonna have a better chance of graduating from high school and maybe right. going on right that's that's research based there's no doubt about it so we know the importance and I know the importance of that so I think that's the thing that we really try to stay on is, is that academic piece and it makes you know we want them to be successful yeah you know i think uh from a from an athletic director's standpoint um yeah. i think right now the uh, area i have is certainly official recruiting i think that's getting to going to be getting to a point where you know the average age is in the upper 50s yeah you know we're we're unfortunately we have assigners we have assigners football and basketball sure. and so it's a little bit different than when I started off. When I started off, I was you know, hiring all the officials, right? You know, you're making tons of calls, and yep. you don't have email, and you know you're making phone calls, and you're mailing contracts, and yep. you know, and, and technology has changed that so much. It's yeah. just it's made things so much easier than the ever signer. So it's not, but you know, I think that a, that official recruitment piece is a scary thought because a lot of kids right now, you know, the millennials are here, kids. Yeah. They're, they're not real at jumping in to being officials yep. and I mean it's, you know when you think about it if you're a college kid yep. you know like sports maybe you're not good enough to go on and play but you like sports you participated sure. even as a fan sure you, you think going to college and, and working you know a couple middle school basketball games and making 60, 70 bucks or, or yep. you know doing a volleyball tournament on a Saturday and making 150, 160 yeah. bucks would be an incentive sure if not it's not. I think part of it is. I think there's such a fear. With, you know, youth sports have done that. You've seen. Yep. yep. We've seen nonsense in place with coaches and parents and yep. idiots, and and uh, and that's kids see that and they're like, I, I don't want to do that. Sure. I don't want some parent coming out of the crowd and. Sure. And and I think that's where you know we have to just stay, keep you know, stay on. Right? Yep. You know, we have to make sure that that is a. You know, a priority is, is is our is our coaches and our and our fans mm-hmm. acting with class and dignity and understanding that you know officials are going to make mistakes. I mean, kids make mistakes, coaches make mistakes, officials. You think it's almost like you expect the official to be perfect. And 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 as a, I'll tell you, I learned about three or four years ago. I got registered as an official, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you, there's times there's times you just blow the whistle to stop play because mm-hmm. it's, it might be a JV girls basketball game and. You got just a pile of chaos right yep. there, and somebody wants something called, and sometimes you need to blow the whistle to stop play and take the ball out of bounds, and, yep. and and because it's it's it, you can't there's there's times it's hard to call stuff, and it's we can really put things in perspective for me because I, uh, I I became an official, and then I came back last year and I coached varsity boys basketball one more year, right? And I really felt I was totally different in how I approached things with the officials because it's it's, it's not a, it's not an easy job. it's mm-hmm. thankless. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, for the most part officials they get it right most of the time. sure they get it right most of the time. Yep. some you know the better ones get it right more than you know but I've never I've never seen an official really purposely make a bad call just right. to make a bad call. and yeah. sometimes it's just you know, you I talked about you know really selling the call you know when you get an official that's assertive, know, yep. just, you know, raises that fist to call a foul. Yep. A lot of times, that'll back a coach off enough to know that hey, that official's got it right room. Absolutely. So there's a lot that goes into that. Absolutely. Go. Let's let's so. dovetail
0: off that last question a little bit. What are what are some issues? You know, you can say this as a whole about education in itself, but in in as an athletic director, what are some issues? What are some things that you have to deal with nowadays that you, you really didn't see 15, 20, 20 some years ago uh, when we were first starting our careers in education, social media or otherwise, what are some things that you have to deal with now um, that you didn't have to deal with then? Well,
1: I think, you know, I think social media is certainly the, the well, the number one thing. Sure. You know, and I, and I think one of the things that we did, and, and we really, I feel like, got ahead of the game a little bit, is yeah. we put some things in place with regards to rules, mm-hmm. that our coaches share, you know, coaches, all the coaches have rules with this and part of our athletic code is is with your conduct on social media, your conduct on mm-hmm. social media mm-hmm. um, can, can result in you losing playing time or, yeah. you know, or worse. Yeah. Um, because you can't tolerate it. Yeah. I can't imagine what it would have been like, you know, 30 years ago, plus, if we'd had social media when we were in school. Yeah. I mean, it's this is a it's a new animal. Sure. I think the biggest thing is, is you know, you know, parents are a little bit different. You know, parents yeah. have a little bit of a free reign. and mm-hmm. they, they they get that's that's their go to. They get mm-hmm. on Facebook, and they'll throw something out there, and then it just kind of riles riles yep. people a yep. little bit. Yep. And you have to try to get on top of it. And it might be something. It could be false information. Yep. It could be something that they only have one side of the story. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of factors to that. So I think that while social media is extremely dangerous. I, I feel like I really try to use it um, successfully. I use it in a way to get out positive messages. Absolutely. To try to get out, you know, get out information. Yep. Because um, that's what it's for. Absolutely. Uh, it's to to try to avoid the avoid the negative. And and you know, I mean, I've I've had to I've had to um, have conversations with people, <clears throat> over, you know, social media posts um, mm-hmm. because it's. You know, they may like like I said, they may not have they may not have the whole story. Right. They might not have the school version, and sometimes yep. the school. Yep. Unfortunately, we we take the approach that we're just we're just not going to say anything. Right. And I think sometimes that makes it worse. I've always been kind of a, my my feeling was no, mm-hmm. I think we need to address this. I think mm-hmm. we need to to give, give our side of the story you know, right. a whole bit. So right, right. But, but I think I think that's probably you know that's certainly that's certainly one big change. Um, that's occurred since, since I... Uh, Couldn't agree more. ...the social media part. You know, yeah. the thing
0: about it is, if you can teach youth nowadays to, to spin it and use it to their advantage as far as potentially recruiting themselves yeah. to colleges and, you know, with huddle, with football and everything else that's out there, there are so many opportunities for them to, to use it as a tool to promote themselves in a, in a positive way. So, um, yeah, absolutely, yes. Yeah. You know, the I more agree. you can do that and 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 educate youth and parents, um, I think that's the key. So, uh, how do you, you know, if you have a especially a young coach, a young staff member, how do you how do you show support for that coach? You know, what? And I'm not really going off the social media item, but how would you show support for a young coach throughout the season, Matt? Do you meet with them well, or? Oh yeah, I mean, I, you know, I try to get in, try to get into the practices, and mm-hmm. you know, try to meet with them on a regular basis, and
1: mm-hmm. try to really, you know, mm-hmm. I think what makes me has made me more successful in this role when, when I first came in. I had ninth grade basketball coaching experience, high school athletic director, yeah. and that's all I had. Yeah. Well, since then, you know, I've coached, you know I coach, you I coach varsity basketball for you know, twelve years total. Like I've coached middle school basketball, uh, golf,
0: mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm. track, mm-hmm. middle school track. I. I've had kids that have, you know, came through the system. So it's made me more of a kinda kinda of, kind of given me more of a, an understanding of the holistic part of of coaching. Sure. Because it's like you know, what what I always felt like in in basketball, for instance, that I coach mainly. Mm-hmm. It's easy for the first five to seven kids to have a good experience if sure. they're playing. Mm-hmm. If you can if you can make it so a kid that is your tenth, eleventh, twelfth kid and they have a good experience mm-hmm. and they're not playing as much. Right. In some cases maybe not playing at all. If you can if you can make it so they have a good experience, then you've done something as a coach. That that's how I always felt. Because you have to because it's you know, we live in a little bit of the play my kid and the four best player mentality. Yeah. That's that's really what it is. <sighs> and I understand that. I, I do, I understand that. Mm-hmm. I, I I lived it a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're sitting there, and you you want your kid to you want your kid to be out there or, or uh, have a different role, and etc. Sure. Um, but I always felt like, you know, just my experiences along the way. You know, I, I think communication, coach to parent, sure. is one of the things I, I preach. I mean, you have 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 a parent meeting set up, you know, Remind or a Facebook mm-hmm. page that you're getting information out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you anticipate a problem, you know, create the chain of command where, you know, the kid comes to you. I was a firm believer in, you know, and I would say this to parents, if, if, if your son, if your son is going to work at Concord Manufacturing mm-hmm. and he doesn't like the job he has, or he doesn't like the money he makes. Right. His mom or dad are not going to go into Concord Manufacturing and mm-hmm. talk to mm-hmm. to Chuck Perez and sure. and ask them to change that. At some sure. point, we have to teach that skill. The number one thing is is your kid has to learn how to come and communicate with an authority figure. Yeah. whether it's your coach and it's a boss. That that's that's that was always my message. Yeah. Um. And I and hey, I'm gonna as a coach. I'm certainly gonna talk to a parent. Right? But but I want I want the parent to encourage their child. Mm-hmm. to come and fight their battles for them. Mm-hmm. Fight their own battles before yep. we move on from that. And that, yeah. and that was, that's really, I think it always came, it always comes back to communication. you got good communication and that's what I try to instill I think in my younger coaches. you got to communicate. You've got to communicate yeah. what's going on. You know, you little things. You know, um, if you back to they let, you let them out at 6, you don't know, let them out at 6.15. Sometimes right. parents got places to go. There's there's just, you know, and and, and parents need to pick them up at 6, and not 6.15. the opposite goals. I mean, but you have to communicate everything that goes yep. along with that. And so I think that's probably the, the biggest thing that I really try to instill. And then I've been the professional development piece. Um, you know, there's, who, who is your mentor? Mm-hmm. Who do you, you know, every mm-hmm. coach, doesn't matter how many years you've been coaching, that's right. Everybody should have a mentor. Everybody yep. should have somebody that you can pick up the phone and, go, and bounce something off. Absolutely. Um, doesn't matter if you're a thirty year veteran coach or you're a first year coach. Yeah. Um, I think that is that's huge. Yep. I listen to I listen to you. Uh, I listen to you. Um, your, your podcast with Quinn Alexander, Max Clark, perfect yep. example. You yep. know, well, if if Max has an issue, the first person he's going to pick up and call is like. Agreed. Um, so that that's the kind of thing I think you try to. You know, I mean, Haley Williams is our volleyball coach. Yeah. You know, her go-to is Kathy. Right. And Kathy coached her in high school. Right. You know, and handed mm-hmm. you know, and coached under her, She was the JV coach, and Kathy was the varsity coach. Sure. and handed the reins to her. That that again. That's that's you had know, you built those. You built those. That's why I like the topic of your you know, leaders and mentors. Yeah. I think that's it's huge for everybody. Everybody needs to have somebody. Thank you.
0: Yep. Couldn't agree more. I I, I think having that mentor in place, whether you're an educator, whether you are. You know, a, a tradesman, what, as you alluded to, what, uh, whether it be a coach, I think having that person to go to and lean on as a as a novice or as you're gaining experience is, is vital to your relationship. Matt, you've spent, uh, you spent your career in the Big 8 Conference. You know, I would say other than, you know, the old Twin Valley uh, was, was a very, very solid conference. That's the one I grew up in. It was the oldest conference in the state. How has the Big 8 changed as a whole over the years and can you talk a little bit about the relationships you've developed with other, I, I know you've got a ton of them with other athletic directors uh, and coaches and maybe give me, you know, one or, give me one or two funny moments that stand out.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's um, I think <laughs> that you know, the relationships I build, I mean, I, I've, I've kind of seen, I, I went in the role early on as being a greenhorn that that when I needed um, you know I reached out to to Jack or at Reading you know or or I reached out to uh, Tim Flynn down to Athens Dan Ludlow those guys were all they'd been there so it it, it, my role changed from the standpoint is now in some ways I'm kind of that you know now these guys come in and now I'm you know so it's it's been a passing of the torch that goes on. You know, I don't know, the league's changed. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean,
1: just, just with, just, just the way sports have changed in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, we've we've, had, we've, we've changed the way we've done things. And you know, I can remember, um, you know, we, we used to run duels in cross country. Sure. And they pushed those jamborees. I mean, I can remember every meeting it seemed like we were there pushing, pushing, and we kept getting voted down, voted down. And then we finally made the change to go to jamborees and it's like, you think back; it's like, why would you do it any different than that? Right. And it's like, yep. it was like, you know, those types of things is being able to, being able to change the time um, and doing things not not always doing the same doing the same thing over and over again just because that's what we've always done. It's to maybe start thinking outside the box and, and trying to. You know, the rules dictate that, you know, right. you know like they changed the rule where you can play, uh, you can now play two middle school basketball games on the same day. Yep. So you know what? I'm thinking, why not? Why not bring in a your team and do a little, uh, do a little basketball try? You right. Know? Just think, you know, just yeah. for an example, if you want to do something like that. Yep. So I think, you know, I think that for the most part, I think that the the, the, the it really the, the, the you know I mean, the faces have changed. So. Yep. But there's still been, there's enough of a connection with the past that's still there. Sure. Uh, You know, I, I, you know, myself, you know, Doug Gardner's the secretary. Doug was, you know, AG at at Concord as well for a number of years. Uh, You know, Kathy Bonsfield, now she's been there for a while. Yep. uh, So so it's like, it's the same. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's just different people. Sure. And we're just kind of changing with time. Sure. I think about, you know, you mentioned, uh, funny moments and I can mm-hmm. remember Bob Canning was the athletic director at home and Bob, sure. Bob retired and sure. he was retired and I remember we had to, they had a they had a uh, benefit form down there and, and it was kind of a roast a little bit you could kind of roast it. and mm-hmm. but I remember I remember uh, kind of you know, working I was going to do my going to do my little monologue and I had everything ready to go you know <laughs> um, and I remember I remember it was funny because on his, on his way home, he lived uh, he lived in Firewall Lake, so it was down, he had to kind of go to Pulaski right there. Sure. Where- I knew that because my uh, my stepdaughter, her grandparents owned the Plasky Mall. Mm-hmm. One regular stop from him on the way home from home was a forty <laughs> at the Plast Guy Mall. Okay? So, so I, I talked to Plasky Mall and they gave me a couple of uh, gift certificates. For and I don't think he, I don't even think, think he, 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 he no, like nobody knew, I mean, like, he just did. like yep. so they gave me a they gave me a couple gift certificates for a couple of free forty. That was one of the gifts I gave him, and then I told him, I said, yeah and I told the story. I said, "Yeah, I'm coming into town." And I said, uh, "I stopped at the gas station, and I'm all dressed up." And somebody says, "Oh, wow, man, you're all dressed up!" I said, uh, "Said, yeah." I goes, "I said, I'm going down." I said, "We're doing a uh, retirement for uh, the uh, athletic director down at Homer." And uh, and the, and, the, and the thing was, and the guy says, "Oh, Karen, Karen's retiring." Well, Karen was the secretary. secretary. Been there forever too. And uh, but it's always it was just that was sure. kind of my mind a lot. But oh yeah, great time. You know, very nice. We had a great time. That was that was just. And you know, you know, guys, fellowship guys coming together, right? You know, we've had, right. we had some great times up in, and we go up to Traverse City for A and D conference, and we have a lot of laughs up there. And yep. just, you, know, you kind of spill your guts a little bit. And you just yep. uh, you tell stories. You find sure. out that uh, some of the things you deal with are, you know, in some cases yep. are not don't even aren't even in the same realm as what other schools deal with. Absolutely. I, I, I guess I always say I, I think people would die for our problems. Something yep. In retrospect, don't have a lot of major issues mm-hmm. that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. That, so, mm-hmm. but uh, certainly enjoyed. I've enjoyed my time at the, the Big A Conference and all uh, the people that I've been associated with from, from a lot of schools. Not you know, just met, met a lot of friends. Sure, a
0: lot of friends. A Hey Matt, um, you know we we talked a little bit about it with 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 uh, Brett and Lindsay a moment ago. But in today's day and age, you know, a number of parents feel that their child has, of course, the child has the ability to play D1 athletics or maybe even D2, NAIA, what have you. Uh, Can you give them maybe a little insight as to what you found would be the best way for them to prepare? If there is an inkling there that the child may have the potential to play athletics at the next level, how to prepare them athletically and uh, academically, of course, for that next level?
1: Well, both. I think the academic piece is first because when when most schools, you know, they're, they're going to look at you. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to look at they're going to look at the academic piece. Mm-hmm. They're going to look at a lot of different things. They're going to look at a lot of different factors. They're going to look at your you are going to look at family. They're going to look at uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I know a great story that I I um, I've told before. My at Kathy, my wife was actually at a at women in sports leadership conference, and, and Susie Merchant was a yeah. the Michigan, and it was really kind of down to Michigan and Michigan State for this player. Mm-hmm. And she came into the she came into the gym, and she was, uh, she was incognito. And she had a hat on. Nobody mm-hmm. knew who she was. She, just, sure. she said she would do that, and she would just do it, and she would just kind of blend in yep. and just really kind of pay attention to what was going on. And she said she witnessed the way that this, this player treated her teammates, treated her coach, and then after the game, the way she talked to her parents. Sure. She knew right away she didn't want her at Michigan State, yeah. and it was because of those other things. You know, there was talent there, but there was you know there was a character piece there. Right. Um, so I think that you talk about academics, you talk about high character, you talk about mm-hmm. work ethic. I mean, doing you know doing something when you don't want to do it, mm-hmm. and you, you have to you have to put the time in, even though you, you, sometimes you don't always want to do it. I mean, you got to mm-hmm. take care of your body. I mean, there's. You know, and I think from a basketball standpoint, which is probably a little bit more. You know, I'm I'm cautious of of AAU. Um, mm-hmm. That's in the right situation. I think AAU can can certainly be helpful because you're you're able to play against and with players that mm-hmm. are as good or better. And I think that's a good experience right. as well. I mean, right. some people don't, don't necessarily agree with it. I think it's—I'm talking about good AAU experience. Sure. I'm not talking about the horror story that you're at AAU, but good AAU are beneficial because you, know, you got to—you know—you got to find got to find games, you got to find court time, you got to—you mm-hmm. got to work on your skill development. And I think it, it's just there's mm-hmm. there's so much that goes into it. I yeah. mean, I think the, you know the physical part of your body and. and and the strength and conditioning and, right. and speed and agility that um, that goes in. I, I think you you have to. Yeah, it's 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 why it, that's why it's so rare that you you know you don't see a lot of Division One athletes. You, right. for, for, you know Samantha Sines, you know, yep. she's going to U of M. I mean that's, that's, that doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen very often. That's right. That's, it's, it's really an amazing accomplishment. You bet and, it is. But she's a kid that she had all those things. She put the time in. Yep, your talent, yep. and in the um, right situation I too. I think it, you know? having
0: the right coaches and being in the right culture as well, and to cultivate that talent
1: is is of you know a, a necessity as okay. well. Now the other thing I would say is is in some of this, is, is the discouragement of being specialized, mm-hmm. where they say you know I'm going uh, I'm I'm going to be D one in softball. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. I'm going to be D one in football. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to play basketball. Yeah. I'm not going to run track. I'm not going to do any these other sports. I'm going, right. Or, why? Right. But you do understand that if you look at, again, you look at research. Sure. Your kids that are your most successful. Yep. the been three sporadically. You know, a basketball kid that's a offensive lineman is going to get the benefits of footwork and conditioning that's going to help him in football. Same with, you know, with track. 100%. And, uh, you know, wrestling. You yep. know, wrestling. You know. The, Cross country, all, all everything. I mean, even, even non-sports. Because I think that you know, like a sport like golf, yeah. the mental aspect of sure. it. I mean, you gotta stand over a putt and yep. you gotta concentrate to no other to not his putt down. where you got there's, there's competing is competing. In my opinion, right. and I think one of the this, one of the mistakes that. The parents will make if they, if they have an inkling that their child is a division one caliber athlete right. if they want them to specialize yeah and i think that's a grave mistake I yeah i think it's a grave mistake
0: yep um that's just you know i, I it's research based but, but it's certainly my strong opinion well i couldn't agree more i think what you're doing there is you're also not only acad- athletically putting yourself in different situations with the intangibles like you were alluding to with the with the uh the mentality yeah. aspect and different types and of being
1: com- becoming a good teammate Exactly. No, I mean, if you're not a and goal, all of a sudden, you're a stud in football. Exactly. You're a role player in basketball. Now you're on the bench. Now you're now you kind of can become a better teammate because now you yep. get a little bit of a feel for yep. what it's like for a kid that
0: doesn't play as much. So. And and you're getting you're also exposing yourself to different types of coaching styles as well. So you Correct. know I yep. think I think all that together adds up for sure. Matt, what yeah. was who are some of your specific role models? As leaders, the the if you have a style, if you will, in, either in the classroom or wow. the, outside, give me a couple people that really you you looked up to. Well, I tell you, I mean, when I think role models, first and foremost, mm-hmm. my mom is my number one mm-hmm. role model. I mean, sure. She's a, she was a, she's a tireless worker. Yep. Um,
1: she gave back to her community. Um. She uh. She takes pride. She takes pride. In school and, mm-hmm. and, and everything that's associated with it, mm-hmm. that was really she she was first and foremost. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't couldn't be more. I think you know with regards to athletics, mm-hmm. you know, I mentioned you know Jack Kerspilo sure. um, was a guy that you know I I, I I I loved the guy a ton. I mean mm-hmm. he was a. It was funny what I learned with Jack is you know, we could be in a meeting, mm-hmm. and we could disagree on a topic, yep, <laughs> and then not both the same on the topic. And walk away from that meeting, and it was like it's better than affect your friendship. And I think yep. you see that now, where if you if you disagree with somebody on a topic, yeah, it, it's a falling out. Yeah, it's not, It's it, there, there wasn't an okay to disagree yeah. and move on from it. Right. And, I, and I think that's probably one of the things I see in society right now that happens. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's politics or mm-hmm. your love of your favorite sports teams, I mean, mm-hmm. they can get out of hand. It's like, yeah. c- come on, put things in perspective here, you know. And mm-hmm. I think it's what Jack really. Really taught me that, you know. He was, you know, the way he thought outside the box. He would, he would maybe disagree on something, and I didn't, I couldn't see why. And then, mm-hmm. then, then after dealing with the issue, I see why he voted mm-hmm. that way. Kind of, kind of got his perspective a little different on it. So, sure. um, you know, you know, teaching, you know, along the way, I think for me coming in, um, you know, Marvel Van S was the middle school principal when I started at Concord, and, okay. and she was. She was the perfect middle school principal for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a um, just she helped me in the classroom, she helped me, you know, balance mm-hmm. the, the my, my role as athletic director, teacher and, and parent mm-hmm. and, and husband mm-hmm. and she really put that in good, good perspective on me. So I, I, I think I would put her on that list. Sure. You know, I I, I look back in when I was in school and, and you know, my our basketball program, you know, we were we were okay. We right. played We were the smallest school in a Class B conference, and we were, you know, we we struggled, and we were about five hundred overall. Right. But I I look back, and, and I you know, my name Ed Moody you know, mm-hmm. is a basketball coach, and, and Ed, you know, I don't I don't even remember necessarily what kind of a coach he was from right. the standpoint of the X's and O's or whatever. I just know that I just know that when we wanted to go out on Sunday for open gym, he was there to open it. Sure. Uh, he was always there for us. I mean, and I, I mean, he, he he donated his time mm-hmm. and to do that kind of stuff, and and that to me was was I, I just I look back on that, and I uh, had a chance to actually have that conversation with him one time, and mm-hmm. kind of went out of my way and thanked him because I I think he he really put things in perspective. Absolutely. And he was just, uh, you know, it wasn't about it wasn't about but Actions and goals. It was about the relationships you build with people and kids, and that—that's yeah. really what it comes down to. Yep, yeah, I agree. That's what you remember.
0: That's right, and that's what the—that's what the kids remember for sure. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Matt, uh, I know you have a wide range of interests outside. When you step away from from your role at Concord Schools, whether it be your, your family or otherwise, uh, I know you work out at Michigan Speedway. I know you. Do a little work out there in the summer, if I'm not mistaken. You help. Uh, okay. You you sign. You uh, you come back every year for the Concord Classic to help organize that. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, those those loves and and the things that you volunteer your time to. Well, you know, it, it kind of get to a point. You
1: know, you're I'm at a point in my career mm-hmm. where, where I um I not can't retire. You mm-hmm. know. but I but I I'm mm-hmm. looking at i close to retirement. I mean, I, yep. I actually have, you know, about two or three years where I could retire from, from education. Yep. Um, and, if, and if I did and I wanted to do something else, what would be? You know, I was fortunate enough. So I, I've done, you know, I worked for three years. I worked at the radio station and uh, did, did uh, some color analysts on uh, Jackson and with, uh, sure. with Captain Steve Boyle. I, did that. I absolutely love that. And I, 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 when I came back as athletic director, that was one of the things I had to give up because I couldn't. You, I had, to, I had to, I had events here, mm-hmm. and it was a fair off. I mean, because I, I love doing both, but I really, I did, I really enjoyed the game, the it was so much fun, i travel around to different schools in the area, and, down and watch a good high school basketball game, and, you know, and, and I, mean, you, you could, I could be the coach, i be a guy second guessing or standing back and saying, this is what I would do, and mm. it's easy to do that, it's easy to be that person in the crowd or in the, in the broadcast booth, to sure second guess or because you're not coaching, so it was a but i really enjoyed that and then i don't know if i've done you know in my i've done security did that for a while and then i then i, did, I got into hospitality a little bit i was uh, in the uh victory lane club and i was uh, kind of the uh, in charge of that i had about 60 some people in there i basically wow. just took care of them for the weekend nice and then now i i this year i, I actually um uh, got got talking with a guy and, and I'm, I'm working now in entertainment out there i'm kind of the like, help to, as the director of entertainment or kind of oversee some of that and that is a, a new role, they have the mm-hmm. fan pause out there in my house, so mm-hmm. I was in charge of this year. I was like, I would I, would go, I had uh, took care of the acts that were there yeah. we had this Beatles band that came in the revival, oh, nice. you know uh, Timber, this guy from Escanaba came in, did a Timber show and I got to meet you know, these people and, and yeah. uh, help set up and answer questions for them and I just It was it was so much fun because it was it was kind of like a version of Concord Classic Weekend from the standpoint you're looking and you got you got all these different things. You got got things for all ages. That's kind of what I think we try to do with Concord Classic Weekend is we want to have things that the kids will enjoy, that your teens will enjoy, that your you know your uh, you know younger adults and older adults will enjoy. I think you you can hit all if you hit all those, then you can attract people to your venue, and I think that's what. The MIS does. Sure. You know, I think they have with the Tantos and that's what I, you know, that's yep. what I, what I like to do and so, and I kind of found out, I've kind of learned about myself over the years. I, I really, I really like, I really like doing that kind of stuff. I really, you know, the, the Concord Classic Weekend was yep. something that we needed to do about, you know, yep. this was year four and we needed to do that because I felt like there was a disconnect with our school and village and, mm-hmm. and what we've done successfully is now we are working hand in hand school and village on, not just things for the weekend but outside things you know there's sure. you know we, we're, we're talking and that dialogue's going in, and it was never was never any kind of ever animosity it's just it just didn't yeah. take place and it yeah. goes back to that communication piece if you're if you're if you're if you're not saying anything somebody else is going to say that's right oh yeah. that's right and you gotta you gotta let people know what's going on and i think what we did was we just really opened the door to the village and school and, sure. and now we have i think we just i think it's you know, it's been better every year. I mean, I, I think you know this year we dodged rain. Yeah, that's really the oh, first yeah. time, and we were able to oh. have such a successful weekend. And we had to dodge weather. Oh, so the fireworks show was fantastic. Yes, it was. We just, we just try to okay. What are we going to do to make this
0: better? Yep. What kind of our, What are we going to do? What do we need to fix? What are we yep. going to make better? So that's kind of what we did. Are you
1: a race fan? When you go out to Michigan Speedway, I am. You know, I mean, I'm a. You know, i am grew up. You know, Whittemore's is the Whittemore Speedway. that's sure. the Oldest, I uh, the oldest track in Michigan. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I am. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a huge race fan. Yeah. I mean, I kind of know. You know, I you know, I I kind of follow who wins the races. And a lot of times, if I flip it through the channel, I'll stop and I'll, <laughs> I like to watch the last fifty laps because that's usually you know, it's like watching yeah. an NBA games. So yeah. Five five minutes of the fourth quarter. And kind of catch it. Yeah. So you know, yeah. I mean, I was I grew up a race fan and. Um, you yep. I'm, I'm, concerned about, I'm, I'm concerned about NASCAR. I, 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 oh, I, yeah. I think it's, uh, yep. it, it, and that's, and that's kind of like things I've shared out there. Like, what do, you know, we got some of these local tracks here in Michigan, you know, in this area, you got Springport, you got Butler, you know, Michigan, you I mean, there's Auto City, to city this. Things that places that I've been along the way, right, right. What is MIS doing, or what do we? Do? What is NASCAR doing to reach out? Because there's your fan base. Yeah, those people agree. You know, they live racing. and then. you bet. So, but it's a, it's a little bit of a concern. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I try to like, I like a little bit of everything when it comes to sports. You know, I didn't watch much of the World Cup until I it. No, I didn't either. <laughs> so. Matt, being athletic
0: director, can be a demanding role, as we've already talked about. How how do the layman's decompress? What are you guys doing this summer? Well, you're about to in the camper.
1: Yep. So that's, that's, that's been new. So we, we, uh, we love to play cards. Yeah. We're a card-playing family. Yeah. You know, we, you know, like last night, the kids were out here, and we sat out and played a couple of games of cards. And sure. Like, when I go north to my mom's, we, we like to play cards. You know, I like to golf. Um, I I think one of the things, I, I love to... Uh, I, I do a little DJing on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, to, you know, I love I love music. Yep. So I and I just try to I do a little better thing. And you know, I think, uh, I, but certainly, you know, I like to I like to relax and play golf. That's probably a, I would say that's probably my my personal for sure number one thing
0: that I like to do. So good, but yeah. Good family time. Uh, starting yeah. to wrap this up, Matt. Well, tell me, let's say you have a busy day in the fall. Talk to me about what a typical day would be like for an athletic director. Let's say you have events in the afternoon, you have practices, you have an AD meeting at lunchtime, uh, and maybe a city down the road. Uh, talk to me about a normal day. A normal day, you know, like last year, my you know my planning hour because I actually teach full time. I, I only have one planning hour,
1: which is my mm-hmm. kind of my AD planning hour, and it's first hour. So, so I try to get there. I try to get there a little bit early, and and I will. I will get everything set up for the day. Like like I'll have you know, rosters right rosters are in, the money's all ready to go in the safe. Yep. You know, I got everything ready to go. So when I get there, I'm just grabbing putting them in a bucket and we're going. Yep. You know, I don't not i am not doing it I'm not doing it the half an hour before I have to. I'm doing it, you know, sometimes the night before. Right. Or sometimes first thing in the morning for that night. I mean I think you have to you have to take care, I think, the things that that you know you have to take care of because there's going to be there's going to be things that are going to pop up that you got to take care of the unforeseen stuff. Sure. And you want to you want to be able to um, you want to be able to take care of those without any um, without any distractions. Absolutely. So the the, uh, the stuff that you know you got to take care of the rosters and and uh, you know the, the all the setup right. stuff. Right. Right. You know, have that ready to go. Yep. So you're not messing with it because yep. it's you know you know I my, need my, my my I. My little iPod's all charged. Yep. And, you know, just whatever. Ready to go. Get ready. But uh, and then I, for me, I teach I teach full day. Yep. Which is kind of crazy. I mean, you know, I'm, there's times, obviously, in my role, I pull rings. Uh, mm-hmm. I get text messages with questions that mm-hmm. i I got to take calls. Sure. And, and uh, the administration understands that. And it's, it's kind of the way it is, especially mm-hmm. in the spring. You know, we're sitting there with cancellations with weather. Oh, yeah. And uh, i I got, you know, i got to...
0: I got those I got to get on. I got to, I got to take care of business, so. We will continue Matt's interview at a later time. Thank you for listening.